Welcome to the True Creator Podcast. I'm Allison Holly, intuitive guide, channel, and sacred sexuality coach. I'm also the author of the book, The Era of the True Creator. Each week, and with each new episode, I'll be sharing what it means to be a true creator, exploring the full spectrum of our multidimensional selves through a variety of topics, from the very human to the highly cosmic. If you are awakening and expanding into your multidimensional self, this is your place. Hello, true creators, and welcome back to the podcast. My name is Allison Holly, and I am an intuitive guide and sacred sexuality coach. And I'm introducing myself because I'm also sharing this podcast on video format. So if you're on YouTube watching this, that's why I've got a podcast. It's called the True Creator Podcast. And I'm now introducing that to live video. Um, I also have this project that I'm starting today with. I'm just so excited. So uh, Gabby, I'm so excited to introduce you. But I'm starting this project uh, where I noticed uh, through all of these shifts that a lot of people wanted to move forward in the new and not get caught up in the drama but there was some still some spinning of the wheels and not quite knowing how or where to go or you know i just sense this need for inspiration and to surge some vitality into look this is the path forward we're moving into the new here are some projects here are some passions that you can dive into and so i decided i wanted to interview these amazing people that i know who have just truly the most uh, inspiring ideas for how we can move forward and create this new world together. So with all of that, I want to introduce Gabby Miranda, and I'm so glad that you're here. Hi. So Gabby, thank you, you so tell- much. Yes. So can you tell everybody um, a little, just a, a you know, introduce what you do and who you are? Yes. Thank you so much. I am so excited to be part of the True Creators community. I'm so excited and grateful for the invitation to be here. As you already said, my name is Gabi Miranda. I'm a Latina from Venezuela, and I'm also a manifestation and success coach focusing on sustainability or the ethical aspect of creating for a better world. So it's not your typical, I want a pink Lamborghini. It's about creating for the highest good of all. And I have put that into a a message of ambition with a conscience. So that's really what I'm about. Yes. And I am so inspired by you. And I just want to jump into all of these different questions that I want to ask you and help other people get to know you a bit better because I have just been, I mean, I'm just so excited because one of the things that was shown to me is, and this might be something kind of obvious um, to people who are tuning in, but it was really shown to me that moving forward, we need to be in collaboration, connection, um, and deep understanding of the earth. And, yes. you know, that it's not sustainable how we've been. It's true, we're creators and we can create anything, but we haven't been doing it in a way that is loving to ourselves and to the earth. And so I'm just so inspired by your message. And, so Thank first you. I'd love to, yeah, genuinely, like <laughs> I'm excited <laughs> to, to have you introduce to everyone who's listening and watching what you do. And 
So I want to start from the beginning. I'd love to hear your story because you have a fascinating story and it's really a testament to what you talk about. So uh, could you just introduce like now you're this, you know, conscious manifestation coach, ambition with a conscience, uh, but where did you start from? Like, what's your story? Well, uh, I'm going to try to keep this as contained as I can because the story is long. <laughs> um, but um, as I mentioned before, I'm from Venezuela and that it has been a, like born and raised. So it's not just that I'm from there. I went through the entire collapse of the country's economy, uh, culture, and just the shift from being a semi-stable country that used to be one of the richest countries in South America in the 70s to the largest refugee crisis in South America in the past 30 years. Like people are literally walking out of the country through the borders by land. And it's been a real, real issue for the entire region. Mm -hmm. And so that ties into my story because I was born at a time where, you know, there was political uprising and I, in my teen years, was the rise of this regime that brought that country down. And I found myself in a situation where I, I had two choices. I could either accept it and kind of, oh, this is my fate. I guess I'm doomed and kind of just take it. Or I could create from possibility and believe that there was something else out there and really go for it. And so that's really my message. I believe that you can create from possibility and that you can do it without sacrificing your soul, your values, and our beautiful Mother Earth. Um, because really, the more I see of this world, the more in love I am with our Pachamama, that's Mother Earth, and what she gives us. So my story with manifestation started around 2008 when I started to study it. I was actually giving a project in college uh, for um, study, like I was supposed to study the marketing aspect of the movie The Secret, which at the time was a big hit. Yes. Like a super boom around the world. Uh, everyone's like, oh my God, have you watched The Secret? And um, I got it for a project assignment. And I was like, okay, I kind of believed in this already. I didn't know there was a word for it. I didn't know there was some strategy behind it. But I did think that your thoughts are things and that somehow they become part of your reality. And that the more you think about something, the more you'll see it quote unquote, manifest, because really manifestation is just the actualization of something in the real 3D world outside that first existed in your mind or in the mind of the creator source, whatever you want to call it, Um, infinite intelligence. And yeah, I I found myself in this project and I really, I put it to test. I actually have a funny story that I was like, I I was dating a partner at the time and we had pulled our resources together and he really wanted to get this car uh, because it was a really good price, but then he didn't get it because they decided to sell it to a family member. And I was like, I'm gonna secret my way to this. Yes! (laughs) Yeah, every day on my way to to college, like I had like three jobs at the time. It was crazy times. I would go there and I would be thinking about this red car. And I would like imagine that every day when he would come pick me up, he was gonna be in the red car. Mm -hmm. And after a couple of weeks of doing this, He doesn't come in the red car, but he sends me a text message saying, the other person rejected the car, we're back in. 
It was like the first time that I did conscious manifestation. And then through conversation, I find that a friend happens to be in a meditation group and she's like, oh, are you interested? It was very much like the Morpheus pill situation. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, (laughs) low-key presenting me the blue and red pill. And I was like, hell yes, I am interested. I went there and I had never meditated at the time before in my life. And I sat down and it felt like home. Mm. And I I remember that they even said like, look, she can keep her spine straight up. (laughs) (laughs) Like you were a newbie and I was like, pat yourself on the back. Yes. So, um, that was the, how I got into study metaphysics, which is manifestation is just like the surface, like scratching the surface of the energy work and spiritual work that is metaphysics, which is literally means beyond the physical laws. It doesn't negate the physical laws of say gravity or sound barriers and so on, but it's above them and working with them. Yeah. I studied that for about a year and a half. And I, at all this time, I'm, I'm finishing college. This, this happened like in my eighth semester, I want to say. Um, and at the time, things are starting to get really, really bad in the country. I'm talking power outages for 72 hours straight. People are starting, like there had been protests since I was around 15 or 14. We tried to get rid of the government pretty much every democratic way that we could think of um it didn't work because as long as the military are with him and they were with him in pockets like they're very well paid we didn't really stand a chance i got shot at multiple times in these protests even when i was 15 like a freaking child out there uh I, I had a belief. I thought that there could be something better. And I went and I, I, I protested, but I didn't have any weapons in my hand. My weapons were maybe a sign saying yeah. uh, we want something different or, you know, peace over this militarized government. Yeah. And so at this point in my life, when I'm starting to learn about metaphysics and I'm really, really getting into it because I'm the, um, <laughs> I don't half-ass things, but like whole ass. Yeah, I love that. And that is from the the short amount of time that I've known you, it's true. You whole ass the whole thing. Like it's all about the whole ass. I whole ass. <laughs> I'm not about yeah. the half. I went deep and I, I really was like, okay, I want to learn. Show me what you got. Um, and so I started experimenting with the possibilities. And to have a little bit of background for the people um, that are watching and don't know my story, I grew up in a very poor family. We didn't always have dinner guaranteed. Sometimes the power was not guaranteed. Not before there were power outages. It was just because we couldn't afford the the electricity bill. So we had a lot of financial issues within my family. And I really learned from a young age, my first job as 15 years old, I really learned from a young age, you have to work to make sure that you have your certain things for your safety kind of covered. Mm-hmm. So at this point in my life, I'm in my early 20s, I'm graduating college, um, and I'm like, okay, do I want to stay here? Is this the life that I want for myself? Yeah. And I remember that I, I was in a job that I was doing way more than I was being paid for because my employers had actually left Venezuela and they had left the entire business in my hands. 
Wow. And I was, get, I was getting paid like minimum wage and I was running an entire business. So it felt really unfair. And I get obsessed with this random number of, I want to make 5,200 bolivares at the time, which was a lot of money. It was like twice my, my wages or something, or a little bit more. Um, I, don't ask me where this number came from. It's very random. It's like not even a round number, but I start doing it. And I, for two months in a row, I'm practicing all the manifestation tools that I learned in my school. And then one day a friend of mine shows up. Um, he's doing a job that I would like to do. He's making way more money than I am. And I'm like, Hey dude, you're not supposed to be doing that. You're a journalist. I'm the marketer. What's happening. <laughs> and then within like, I kid you not, that was like a Thursday. And then the next Tuesday, he's like, Hey, I just passed on a job because it pays a little bit less than I make now. Would you be interested? And I'm like, hell yes. And at 2 AM, this is 2009 blogging, digital nomads, Facebook, Twitter, these are all relatively new things or barely existent. I had never written a blog post. I had never read a blog post in my life. They asked me to write a blog post and I'm like, whatever that is, I will do it. I go down, I write it at something like by 2 a.m. and then I get that job. And guess what? It was a job in dollars and it was at the equivalent of 5,200 bolivares. <laughs> wow. So you, you literally took an exact number and manifested it through this job. Yes. So you? it was actually $600, which was huge at the time. Like I cannot even tell you how much money this is in my country at the time, because that's when our exchange rates started to go crazy. And like, I mean, right now it's like several millions for like, a, I don't, I've lost count of what it means. Okay. But at the time it was like, oh my God, I have all this money. I'm like fresh out of college. I did really well. Um, it was a scary job. Like it's for a guy on the internet I've never met. Right. Um, I have to do it from home. So you have to be very self-disciplined to do it. And there are no guarantees. Like it's not a real, like a normal job in a company, right? Like my family was like, okay, so have you lost your mind? Yeah. <laughs> because like you said, the internet didn't really exist back then. It wasn't it really- was not. It was not I mean, a thing, did, but it wasn't like what we know now. So blogging, yeah, that was a very new, but you, but you brought it in and it felt right. Yes. Or did you just jump in? I jumped in. Cause I was like, I know that my future is, it has a ceiling and it, the ceiling is made of cement if I stay in Venezuela. Mm. And I didn't know how this job was going to help me get out. But I was like, I'm going to take whatever step I can towards my goal. And my goal, when I realized that our government was on this, you know, the speedway, the highway to Cuba town where you were not allowed to get out, where, you know, your civil rights are not there. You have to take whatever is given to you. And I know a lot of people love Cuba and I have nothing against the Cuban people, but I don't think that their government and regime serves the people there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I knew that we were going straight to that. Like some of our former presidents, like do this because he was a totally yeah, yeah, <laughs> the air quotes for the yeah. uh, podcast listeners, um, best <laughs> friends were like Gaddafi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like how, like if you, this is one of your friends, like you're probably not supposed to be in power. Like, no. Mm-hmm. So I knew that I had to get out. I knew that this was not the world that I wanted to live my life in. And even though I was the only person in my group of friends or my family or my environment that believed that any of these things would happen and that really thought that I 
I have to do something to get out. I still did it. I went and I jumped for it. And the minute that my employer said at the time, if I, if I bought you a ticket to Panama, would you come? Mind you, I'm a 22, 23 year old girl who's never met this man. This could be easily, um, for sex trafficking or something. You don't know, right? My family was completely (laughs) freaked out. Right. Like, they're like, you're, you're like a short, tiny Latina. What, what are you doing with your life? And I'm like, I'm going to take the shot. Maybe part of it is like being very young at the, at the age that I was. But he was like, look, if I give you, if I pay for your ticket, would you come? And I was like, uh, when are you buying me the ticket? Like, just wow. tell, I'm packing already. What? Yes. Set a date on it. Yes. And that's how my career as a digital nomad. And um, I guess like, I, I used to call myself like an international refugee or something. <laughs> yes. Well, so dive into that. Talk about that. Um, and by the way, it's one eleven right now at my time. Oh my God. I know you're in Sweden. So talk about that part. But yes. so, so let's, let's bridge that gap. Like when you started this job, it took you into what you've been doing for the past several years. Yes. So it was completely new and I had very little guidance. I was supposed to interview my boss to write blog posts in his voice and the man never had time. So I ended up becoming a a super good researcher (laughs) and online blogger. Um, And then what I realized is that things were just progressively getting worse and worse and worse in Venezuela. And even though my family would keep telling me like, you have to come home, like, what are you doing? This makes no sense. Um, I, I, I saw traveling and living the digital nomad lifestyle before digital nomad was a thing as my way to survive. Mm. It was a way to avoid being in Venezuela where there was food shortage, water shortage, um, power outages that would last days. Yeah. So much physical insecurity. I, um, I'm going to preface this with a trigger warning. I'm not going to go into details, but I actually have been through lots of events in my life because criminality has been very, very high in the country. I was actually expressed kidnapped in the country when I was 17. Wrong place, wrong time. I had no money, <laughs> but I was in the wrong place. And um, Venezuelans, we all kind of exchange these war stories where we all have one of these stories where someone was kidnapped or held hostage. Hey, I was also held hostage. Um, Different time even. Um, Robbed, like, our house was constantly getting hit. Like, we would open the door and then everything we had in our porch was gone and so and so. And I knew that this is no way of living. Criminality was so high. I knew that if I went back to Venezuela, I was actually in more danger at home than I was ever when I was traveling. So I decided that, you know, as long as I could, I would do the legal thing. And while I got a visa to work somewhere else, I would just travel the world and fulfill the only dream I ever had, which was to see, to see this planet, to go see the world. I was like, okay, I'll make, you know, life gives you like some rotten lemons. (laughs) I'm going to plant the trees and make Mm. the seeds and make lemon trees. I didn't even make lemonade. I skipped that. (laughs) Yeah, you went all the way. <laughs> yeah, again, the full ass. Like. <laughs> the full ass, I know, I know. It's so, it's such a beautiful quality that you have all the way. Yes, you and I ended up traveling to t- over 25 countries and like hundreds of cities that I got to live in. Yeah. Wow. 
while you were working for the same company? Yes, for I worked for a company. The first one, that one actually tanked. Uh, my employer was a little bit too trusting and he got completely ripped off by someone else. Uh, very unfortunate situation. But then within the month, I manifested a new job. Yeah. Totally put it in there. I was like, okay, I want to make the exact same amount of money, but I want a, a, a bus that's nicer. That was like my only thing. I love that. <laughs> but like, you were just so clear. Yeah. And then um, within literally a month, I got that new job and I stayed with that company for about seven years. And then the, the last three years I was um, kind of a, a, a freelance consultant because I realized, you know, I'm doing all of this for a company, but it was an American company. And in the US, you guys really need to work on your vacation time, people. Oh, we don't <laughs> what is up with this 10 day <laughs> policy? <laughs> it's not enough. <laughs> I know a lot of people are like, wow, I haven't sat still for a very, very long time. Yeah, we're not great at that. Maybe we're learning through all of this. Yes, okay. I think that's part of the lesson to slow down mm. with all of this. Mm. Yeah. I want to so, hear yeah. about your transformation because I already know this story. We've talked about it. But there was a moment where you shifted into the work where you're doing now. And I really want uh, you to tell that story. Yes. So um, 2018, I want to say. Yes. October 2018. Um, so I, I got used to this life of the digital nomad. I got comfortable in the discomfort. I have to say for a very long time, I was dissatisfied with the work that I was doing. I knew that it wasn't, you know, I heard a lot of times in that job and as a freelance consultant that um, I, I couldn't get paid more because I was Latina mm. from Venezuela and I should be grateful Meanwhile, I would have all the responsibility for the biggest projects, the biggest clients and the biggest accounts. And I was like, that's not fair. The work is the work. The value is the value. Um, so yeah, the universe had to shake me because I was not getting the message. I was not listening. There was a little voice inside me, a little part of me that kept saying, this isn't what I want to be doing with my life. This isn't meaningful and it's not what I believe in. I don't want to be making landing pages for people who are selling things that I know are not contributing to the greater good. And I, and marketing can be such a shady business where people like are, can be just after other people's money. And I'm like, no, but I want to get them results. I want their business to thrive right. uh, instead of just like making something for them. So in 2018, the universe bitch slapped me. <laughs> yeah. Gotta love that universal bitch slap. I know that who listening right now or who watching this is like, Oh yeah, I've had one of those. Universal. Yeah. I had one of those. Like, <laughs> yeah, the universe starts with the whisper and then it's like, Hey bitch, what? <laughs> <laughs> Have you listened to this part yet? Yes. Exactly. So yeah. I, I went, I, I had all my things for a trip to Morocco, which was a country I picked because it was supposed to be visa free. And like I said, I was hopping around from place to place. As long as I was staying within the legal time allotted per place, I always do things that are abiding by the law. And I chose Morocco because it was a brand new experience. I'd never been to the African country. I thought, uh, continent, sorry, that what was that? <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought, you know, I'm going to do this. As a Venezuelan, I did not have the opportunity like other people have of having like a visa on arrival or, you know, buy one way ticket and then figure it out and then go live the wildlife of the almost famous. 
Right. That's not a thing. Right. I had to have my entire book, uh, trip booked and planned and paid for. So I paid over 2000 something dollars in this full trip. I get to the airport and I go to check-in and everything is fine. I'm smiling. The lady's smiling. smiling. It's my last day in Europe because I was dating a man and now I'm married. Yeah. Uh, and I was visiting him. And we did the silly thing of staying until the 19th day because that's as long as we could have together. So I am literally facing deportation if I do not leave this continent right now. Mm-hmm. I go there and then it turns out that in the time uh, that had passed between buying my ticket and getting on the plane, the rules changed and Venezuelans were no longer persona grata. And so I, I was actually told, you can't board this plane. We cannot let you fly. At the time, I was like, look, the website says, even the, the airport in Casablanca says that I'm visa-free. Everyone was very confused, but after calls and embassies and things consulted, Yes, it's a new rule and you are not allowed to board this plane right now. And so everything I had invested in that trip was gone in a second. And at the time that was like around what I was making, if not more. And I was like, okay, great. That's awesome. So you just lost all of that. I lost all of that. And so where am I going to go now? And what am I going to do? And so I was supposed to meet a friend in Morocco. She was like, oh my God, you're going to Morocco. I want to come see you there. I've never been. Great. So I actually text her to apologize and say, I'm so sorry. I'm not going to be able to be there. I know that you were really looking forward to not going through the experience alone, but unfortunately I'm not allowed to travel because I'm Venezuelan today. Wow. And my friend responded as soon as she got up and she's like, Oh my God, girl, if you don't have a place to go right now, which I didn't, you can come stay with me. But what I have is a closet. Like I have an extra mattress that I can put in a closet. So with great humility and a lot of gratitude in that moment in my life where I had nowhere else to go. I full on Harry Pottered. Yes. And stayed in the closet. And I stayed in the closet for a month, a month and a half while I figured my stuff out. And I realized that life that I was leading, I could not keep going like that any longer. And I really needed to, it, it made, it forced me to look at my life. It forced me to be like, okay, you've been doing this for years now. Mm-hmm. And you've kind of been running away from this reality. Mm-hmm. And you're not, you're not happy with what you're doing at work. You're not, you don't have a home. You don't have a, a, a safe place to go back to, which was like the only thing I really wanted was to be in a safe place that I could go back to after so many things happened in Venezuela. Right. And uh, yeah, it was, it was the moment where I realized if I didn't change, I was definitely going to get deported and be completely trapped in Venezuela, a place where people are literally walking out of right now. Right, right. Yeah. So what so did it, you discover? It changed everything. I, I, had, um, I had like a little detour in my, in my metaphysical journey, kind of got involved in the outside world and let, and let go of my spirituality. But for a long time, the only thing I knew, if you know that question people ask you, if you didn't have to worry about money, what would you do? Right. And so my answer was always the same. And all I could think about was like, no one's going to pay me for that. <laughs> but if money, 
<laughs> if money was not an issue, I would spend my time like meditating and doing yoga. And so it was all about that spiritual practice. That's what I wanted to do. And so, you know, manifestation babe showed up in my Instagram feed. I think that the universe was like, she's ready. Send yeah. her back. And I, I took a free five-day manifestation challenge. Of course, I know about manifestation at this point in my life, but I hadn't been using it consciously. I had put it in a drawer in the back because I was like, I thought in my head that I was fine, even though things were definitely not fine. And there were moments in every single one of those beautiful trips around the world of fulfilling my dreams in Europe or South America in Machu Picchu, where I would always have that one moment where I would ask myself, is this it? Is this all there is? I knew that I was meant to do more. I just didn't know what that was. Mm. All right. So, yeah. yeah. So That's how I ended up here. Yes. Yes. So, so you created from that deep desire to live your authentic self yeah. And, and I love that. And yeah, that's how we met manifestation, babe. Yeah. <laughs> MBA <Hey>, Academy. <laughs> <We> present. <laughs> yes. And so share what you're doing now, because this is like, I mean, this is just, it's crazy. It was, I was looking at my Instagram feed. I had this idea to do this series of interviews. And this was probably, you know, your magic at work because I'm going through this Instagram feed and so, and you wrote something and instantly, I think it was your stories. And I was like, I need to interview you. You need to show people like, I want to tap you into the people who listen to me and, and just as many people really as we can, like, yeah, like let's use this manifestation to make this beautiful yeah. planet and, and uh, to really be considerate of the whole process. So dive into what you've created now. Yes. So when I got back into manifestation, what I realized was that there was a big gap between what I learned originally and what the world of manifestation has become. And I noticed that there was this very sort of materialistic aspect to it. And it's all about, you know, manifest your dream car or your dream partner or your dream house or your dream job. But it's not taking into consideration um, the planet and our soul and the fact that we are all one. So I decided that I was like, okay, no one is doing this. So I guess I'm going to do it. (laughs) And I did so much research. Nobody, literally nobody. I have not found a single book or podcast. I've been looking to see if I found someone who is like in the same wavelength. And the only other person that I found is kind of in the same area is Aaron Rose. Mm. Shouting him out. If anyone doesn't follow him, he's doing amazing work. Uh, But what I wanted to do was this ethical manifestation. It was like, yes, have ambition to create something amazing for your life, but do it for the highest good of everyone involved. And that means, you know, consider who who made your purse. Like I know so many people in the manifestation community talk about their Louis Vuitton purses or their Chanel purses. And I'm like, you know, if I'm going to manifest a purse, I want it to be vegan, cruelty-free, fair wages, fair trade, that every, every component in the making of it was fair and for the highest good of everyone involved instead of just being a status symbol. And I don't have anything against these brands. Right. But I know that, and I'm sure anyone can go Google it. You're going to find the hundreds of articles that talk about how these, many of these big fashion brands treat their own employees 
terribly. Like they don't get paid very well or they have to work insane hours or they outsource things from factories that uh, have been found to have no windows or, you know, just terrible working conditions. And I always ask myself, if I wouldn't do this for myself, if I wouldn't work for $3 a whole day or um, I wouldn't want my family member to work in a, in a window le- windowsless building, why would I want something that was made that way? So what I'm really inviting people to do is to create in a way that's body, mind, soul, and planet friendly, that it's for the highest good yes. of our entire race. So I'm talking about reparations. I'm talking about equality. I'm talking about intersectionality. I'm talking about holistic living. I'm talking about creating and using this amazing manifestation power that we all have, absolutely all of us. Yes. To imagine a better world. Like we don't have to settle for what has been so far. Like it served us. And then at one point you're like, this doesn't serve me anymore. I need something better. Something... Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I keep like trying to explain it. Um, about it. No, I love it. Well, and I want to say too, like, I think there's a lack mentality around some of these really high end manifestation, uh, you know, coaches or ideals and the lack mentality is I've got to get what's good for me because if I, if I, uh, you know, if I consider all of these other things, then I won't really get what I want. Mm, and what you're yes. saying is, no, it's all available. And that's what I believe too. You know, there's so many subtle areas where we yes. envision lack, where we think if I'm happy, that means other people are unhappy. And in order for me to be happy, I've just got to ignore that stuff. Yeah, so I can get what I want. Totally. And like you're really thing. like, you're the whole ass. You're the whole enchilada. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I'm whole like, assing manifestation. That <laughs> should be my new hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to need to change your business name to the whole ass manifestation. And I'll just put a booty right there <laughs> as the logo. Oh my God. Yes. Um, yes. So what I'm inviting people to explore is A, be authentic and true to your own personal energy. We all have different energetic blueprints. So I bring in human design into what I do. Um, I'm thinking about, okay, so what serves you and focus on progress, not perfection. I know that, you know, a lot of people can be like all or nothing like, oh, but if I do that, then, you know, then what am I going to do with this? And then what about that? Then I guess that means I can't have a laptop because the laptop has like things that are not eco-friendly and And I'm like, whoa, 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 slow down. Yes. I'm just saying, make your choices more conscious. Yes. And when you start to do that, you'll notice that the universe will compensate you. Law of compensation will always be working in your favor. What you put out comes back to you. And imagine how many wonderful things are going to come your way when you're out there thinking, okay, if I support this local artist, or if I support this local brand, or if I support this one brand that's like doing their best I can to be sustainable and fair wages, which I think is so, so important for me, uh, the fair wages part. Like I really want people who made my things to be paid living wages. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. If I want good for myself, I want it for you too. Yes. Yes. Ah, you're just like glowing. I love, love, love this. I so 
I'm a hundred percent on board with you. And I want to learn from you and, and all of these things that you are ready to put into the world and that you're already doing, you know, and you mentioned mentioned the law of compensation. So I know you also mentioned human design. You have all these other tools that you use in your practice. Yes. So I love combining the energetic and spiritual aspect of manifestation with the neuroscience that explains how it works in the 3D world. I know a lot of people have a challenging time sometimes uh, figuring out how, okay, so if I'm thinking and focusing on these really beautiful things that I want for myself, why are they not happening? So that's where the neuroscience comes because a lot of the things that we have in the back of our head Um, are manifesting into our world or we are attracting them because we're not aware of it. So on the energy side, I like to work with human design. And for anyone who doesn't know about it, please go Google it. It's fantastic. Um, There are five types of energy types. So there are manifesting generators, manifestors, generators, projectors, and reflectors. And when you know what your strategy to deal with the world is, everything becomes so much easier for you because you stop trying to fit yourself into a box. And I think that 2020 is the year of setting boxes on fire. Yeah. (laughs) We need to stop with all of this stuff from the past. Like I'm, I'm ready to break these systems that have been built on the oppression of many uh, for the benefit of a few so that we can all really enjoy because there is enough in this planet for all of us to be well-fed, housed, safe, connected, loved. It's not a lack of abundance. It's a lack of love. I love that. And ecstatically happy. I'll add to that. Just ecstatic. Yes. Yes. Incandescently happy. That's what joy is about. It's like joy is one of the highest vibrating um, energy types, emotions in our bodies. Absolutely. I do that human design connection with the seven principles uh, that rule the 12 laws. I know that in the English speaking world, people learn a lot about the 12 laws. So there's a law of attraction, very famous. Hey there, secret. We see you. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out. Um, And then there's also the law of vibration, the law of compensation. There are all these other laws that are playing at the same time, just like gravity and, you know, the way that the sound barrier is at a certain point or water boils at a certain point. It's all of these laws exist at the same time and they do not negate each other. They just work together. And then there are these seven principles that go and rule everything else. Mm-hmm. Vibration, correspondence, rhythm, um, uh, generation, uh, as above, so below. Many people have heard that one. I love that. Yeah. So so all of this information um, I put into the work that I do. So I have two courses right now that I'm developing and putting out into the universe. One is manifestation uh, mastery method. And the other one is Pachamama Connect, which brings in all this manifestation stuff. But it's really focused on people who want to create a better world. And if you're a conscious entrepreneur, if you're a light worker, if you're a coach, if you are into sustainability, or you don't just want to live a more holistic lifestyle where, you know, everything is connected and you feel really, really centered with yourself and connected to mother nature, that's what that course is about. So it's really manifesting for the greater good of our entire planet. I love it. <laughs> I want like the whole world to go through this course because um, 
you know, let's think about this. Like, wouldn't it be amazing if this is what our schooling was? Yes. Here's how to be a soul on the planet and how to use the creative magic that you have and, and do that for a way that works for everybody because it never seems limiting to me. It just seems like that would be even more expensive anything we could think of. Yes. And our school system, I'm so glad you brought that up. It, our school systems around the world, especially in the Western world, are so designed to smoosh out creativity and imagination and just turn you into this automaton that follows orders. And the truth is that there is a very historical, I'm such a history nerd, <laughs> historical fact for this. Uh, the reason that the schooling systems were designed this way was because they actually needed workers for factories. And they needed the workers to follow orders so that the production lines would stay running. And it's like, we're not, we're not like that anymore. I can Uber eat totally. from my phone. Yes. Why are we still doing this? I'm here like, let's entertain the possibility of instead of a five-day work week, how about a four-day work week? Mm. What a three-day work week? What, 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 and I, I know some people, like when you mentioned that to them, like, it shakes their world. Like, What? Yeah. I mean, the, the whole system would collapse. Hello, coronavirus showed that the system was collapsing anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why oh, are we so stuck on this? I love it. I love it. All these visions. I mean, I'm even envisioning a world where we don't work ever because we're all just lit up with our gifts. Yes. When you're you know? living your passion, it doesn't feel like work. I don't feel like I, when I'm doing coaching, I don't feel like I'm doing work. And I love it every time that I, I'm finishing one of my sessions with someone and they're like, oh my God, this is amazing. Your energy is so high. I feel so pumped up. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go get it. And then they'll be sending me texts like, oh my God, I manifested this. I can't believe it. It was so fast. And I'm like, yes, yes, girl, go get it. Go make something amazing. I get so much joy out of making other people live the life that they want because it's not my idea of success. It's your idea of success. What does that look like? Yeah. What would you do if money was not an issue? Like if you could just do what is your gift and your passion all day long, what would you be doing? I honestly feel like I'm doing it. <laughs> right? Right? Yesterday I had the same thing. And we are so lucky. This is so wonderful to find your gift and be able to do that. It doesn't feel like a job. It doesn't feel like, it, it, for me, money is not an issue. I know that money is always circulating. It's energy. It's a currency. It's always coming and multiplying. I want everyone to have that. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, I talked about this in the last podcast episode where when we enter that energy of the new, it's incredible the amount of internal energy that we have. And it's not manic. It's not like I'm buzzing in the crash. Mm -hmm. This beautiful internal energy that's flowing and the ideas and the creativity, it's just like, oh my God, like I am excited to wake up every day. Yes. You know? And of course there are new things that I want to do. And like, you can't eat an entire pizza. In one bite. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta like portion it out. But I got to say every day I wake up and I'm like, this is a goddamn gorgeous pizza. And, and it's getting bigger and bigger, right? <laughs> All the toppings. Yes. Oh my God. And it just is more delicious. And so, yes, that and that, and it's, it's, um, 
I heard it once described, I'm not sure if you know the, the difference between centripetal and centrifugal, but one, yes. one pulls in and one spins one goes out. out. Yes. And it's that energy. It's the energy comes up and then it's just, I want that for everyone. Yes. And, and I remember, and I know sometimes I even go back into the other way of being where it's like, oh, I don't have enough. And so I want that just for me. So when yes. we switch into that, it's true. It, it really is just, it constantly recreates itself. It's more and more and more. Okay. So all of that, <laughs> we can this <laughs> forever, but let's jump into, um, I am so happy that you've shared all of that with us. And I know you have a giveaway that you'd like to start people off in yes. this manifestation process. So what's your, what's your, um, what's your gift? Yes. So one of the things I struggled the most with uh, for a, a long time uh, and at the beginning of all of this was knowing what I wanted to do. Uh, I, I knew that I wanted to do yoga and meditation, but I, it didn't really have a shape or a form. And when I talk to people in my coaching um, business, what I've, I, I don't like calling it a business, yeah, <laughs> my coaching yeah. practice, <laughs> um, I, I talk to them. And then one of the first things I ask them is like, what would you like to do? What, what do you want for your life? What would give you joy? And a lot of the times the answer comes in negative. Well, I don't want to work at this. I don't want to have that. Um, I, I, I would like to do something different because this isn't making me happy. And I'm like, hmm. First thing we got to do is you got to say it how you want it. And so this giveaway, this little freebie that I made for the creator community um, is an entire coaching session made a workbook. It's actually 17 pages, but don't worry. It's like two hours top of me time, fun exercises. It will actually make you laugh. I put some jokes in there um, and it will take you through being like super overwhelmed and confused with what you want to do with your gifts or your passions, or you feel like I have no passions. I have no idea. This is the workbook for you. So it will take you to clarity and then show you exactly how to manifest because it's not just the energetic side of manifestation, but it actually has the neuro-linguistic programming steps to creating an action plan and making it happen in the 3D world. So I'm super excited to share that. I hope that you like it. And when you do, please come and tell me all about it. My DMs are open. I'm super excited. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's talk about the URL for that. I had it written down. What is, what I think is it's clarity freebie. It's joypursuit.com slash clarity freebie. Clarity dash freebie. Clarity dash freebie. That's right. And I will put that in the, uh, description of both this video and this podcast and Gabby your your um website is joypursuit.com so yeah again it's joypursuit.com slash clarity dash freebie okay yes and then you're also on Instagram and that's joy pursuit right am I right yes add joy pursuit follow me talk to me I talk to everyone I answer all the DMs. I love creating. For me, this is a community of leaders and not followers. Followers are such a thing of the 20 and late. It's not, it's not yes. a thing anymore. Let's turn that. Let's flip the script. I love it. Oh my God. I'm so excited. So um, yeah, everybody go sign up for that. Again, the link is joypursuit.com slash clarity freebie. 
And you can follow Gabby Brand on Instagram at, at Joy Pursuit. Um, and I'm so happy that you joined us today. I can't wait. Yes, to- I'm so, so excited to be here. Yeah, I just, I'm so excited to see how your ripple effect uh, creates as we go forward. So yes, I imagine it every day in my magical mornings and in my joy journal. I'm always saying that we have clean oceans, lush forests that are so green and so full. First Nations people, we're giving back the power to take care of the land. I see reparations in place. I see governments waking up and taking care of their citizens and putting planet and people over profit. I see us putting cleaner acts above everything else to make sure that we all breathe our precious oxygen wherever you are. I see us creating equality, that there are wage equality. I don't say wage gaps anymore. That's been canceled. That's in the past. We're all making good money. We're all producing. We're all creating. And we're doing it for the highest good of all. Yeah. I hope everyone will join us in that vision. I love it. I love you. You're amazing. Thanks for being on here. And I'm going to go ahead. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll catch up with you soon, I'm sure. Okay. Bye, cheer creators. See you in the next podcast.